0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode, another season preview of the Chip Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Wiseman, and today on the docket, I guess you could say, we have the Calgary Flames. And uh, I, before we get into this, I just want to apologize with my upload schedule as of recently. Uh, I will have another episode coming out tonight, uh, and I do have a special episode coming out maybe later this week, maybe next week. But you'll know when it comes out. Um, Saying that though, after saying that, why don't we head into this thing? So, let's start off with this. The Flames, they've not really been what they've wanted to be these past few years. I mean, 2021 season. 5th in the North, but they missed the playoffs. 2020 season. 3rd in the Pacific. Lost in the first round. 2019 season. 1st in the Pacific. Lost in the first round again. You're starting to see kind of a pattern here, right? So, they might not be too consistent in the regular season, right? I mean, first, third, and fifth. But something that's kind of plagued the Flames, I guess you could say, is their playoff performance. I mean, they just can't get it done. They keep losing the first round, and I think, was it the last time the Flames won the playoffs? Was, won the Stanley Cup was 19... 19- 1988 i want to say i think it was 1988 and i mean it's definitely not recent that's i don't think i don't think that's the same core so it's a bit of a different core and what the flames have to do this year is they got to make the playoffs and they have to get do something it they have to get things done much like a team that a lot of people make fun of with a lot of upfront talent but just can't get done in the playoffs uh known as the toronto maple Leafs, but we'll get to them later on let's focus on the flames here so just speaking of this year in particular the flames are looking to be a cup contender this year and on paper they definitely do look like a cup contender but these last few years they've proved that they struggle in the playoffs uh and there are many questions about the current current core so let's start it off can Johnny Goudreau get it done? Johnny G- goudreau been on the flames since 1314 and honestly has been a very serviceable player since then. I think he's selected third round and he's been one of their best their star players since then. In 1819 season, scored 99 points. Uh 1920 season, 58 points in 70 games. And 49 points in 56 games this year. And I have to say. One thing I must say about Johnny Gaudreau. Regular season. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. He's got elite playmaking abilities. He's very good offensively. And not too bad defensively too. And he's also able. To get it done with maybe not the best line mates. But the problem for Johnny Gaudreau. Is. Much like the whole team. He just doesn't. He just hasn't had that X factor that they've needed in the playoffs. In the 1819 season, where they made it to, I guess you could say they made it. On, they lost in the first round. Uh, they had one. He had one point in five games. 1920 season, where they lost in the first round, not the playoffs, but the first round. He had ten points in seven games. Uh, sorry, seven points in ten games, which is not too bad, but. I mean, it's still not what you expect out of your star. You need him to get it done, and you need him to be the guy who leads you towards a victory. Um, and the big question for Flames management is, would trading Gaudreau bring more playoff success? And you have a guy who's been there for eight years now and just hasn't been able to get it done. So do you trade this guy for more assets? Do you go in a re- little retooling phase? Or do you try and build this new core around him? These are these are what the Flames management has to ask, especially coming into this year. Now, let's talk about the Flames center core for a sec too. So, are Sean Monahan and Mikael Backlund good options for number one and number two centers? So, let's talk about Sean Monaghan. Uh, I say Sean Monaghan can't be a number one center for the Calgary Flames in 2021-22. 82 points in 78 games in 1819, but that was a very good season. Uh, that, if you remember, was also Johnny Goudreau's top season and the team's top season in the regular season, finishing first in the division. However, he's re- I kind of regressed ever since then. In the 1920 season, he had 48 points in 70 games, and even this year, when Johnny Goudreau had 49 points... He had 28 points in 50 games so you see he's kind of regressing and my thoughts here I don't think he could be a number one center maybe you change up the line mates coming into this next year but I mean I'll get to it in a sec but I don't know who you could replace him with moving on here Mikael Backlund uh I think he's likely a good option for a second line center this year if Sean Monahan isn't that guy but maybe he goes up to first line center but in eighteen nineteen season, he had forty seven points in seventy seven games. And with Sean Ma, with Mikael Backlund, he's a very decent two way player. But he, I think you personally, I think he would struggle in that first line uh, role with first line minutes, just the struggle to keep up with the just, uh, with the superstars up there. But I mean, the question is, if is Mikael Backlund a better option than Sean Monaghan? And for now, I would actually say yes. But the just in general, the first-line center position will be a huge question mark for the Flames in this upcoming season. Maybe they trade for, I mean, there has been some Jack Eichel rumors with uh, I think Jack Eichel's new agent is also Sean Monaghan's agent. So if they get Jack Eichel, that would really solve their big question mark at, uh, at center. But if they want to do anything in the playoffs this year, they have to figure out how to deal with that. Now, another thing uh, that I want to talk about at the core is Matthew Tkachuk. Now, Matthew Tkachuk and the Calgary Flames have had sort of a divide through these past few seasons. I mean, he's a very good offensive player and 23 years old, but he does struggle a bit on defense and finishing. But that is kind of to be expected by a winger. Um, This year, he had 43 points in 56 games, had 34 goals three seasons ago, but this is what is the big part of Master Chuck's game, is he has the X factor, as I like to call it, or while, like, the X factor of being able to score, while also being effective, uh, of being effective, and, like, being able to score, while also being able to piss people off, and that's a very, in my opinion, that's one of the most valuable players in the game. Uh, I mean, you have players like Brad Marchand, uh, Brady Tuchuk, you can even slot Max Domi in there. And they're very good at getting Brendan Gallagher too. They have high skill and they're also good at getting under people's skin, which is it's it's the truth of modern day hockey. The modern day hockey if you play it right it's not just a game of skill and talent but it's also a game mind games in some way if you play it right so that's why in my opinion Mathis Chuck is a very valuable player for that team um however uh, so however even though the management and the locker room might be not getting along you have to find a place a way to keep this guy you got to build around this guy in my opinion at least you got to build around this guy and, and have him be the future of your team i mean it's not very often that you come across a Matthew Tkachuk-like player, and in my, like I said before, one of the most valuable players in the league, in my opinion. So let's talk about their goaltender here. They have a very strong goaltender with uh, Jakub Vorchek. Had a bit of a weaker season this year, and uh, they also have a decent defense. Uh, of course, Kristanev, Tanev, uh, Rasmus Anderson, um, just to name a few. And they also and they have a pretty good offense. So on paper, they're a great team. With the signings this offseason, in my opinion, they should be able to get things done in a weak division. Pacific Division, I think I've mentioned... I don't... I might have mentioned this. Yeah, I think I mentioned this in Anaheim Ducks season preview, season preview. But the Pacific Division is not very strong this year. Um, you have teams like Vancouver, teams like Edmonton, uh, Seattle, who are really on the fringe of playoffs, so if if it's not going to be a very hard year to make the playoffs as Calgary, but what what they got to do is they got to do something. In them. So uh, before I finish off here, um, let's just talk about the additions and subtractions in the offseason. So uh, Blake Coleman, big addition, uh, could be in my opinion Blake Coleman potentially could be a contender for second line center role. I don't know. They have a pretty deep center core. Um, he also could play wing on that second line. Really good in the Tampa Bay um, uh, playoff run this year and last year, too. I can tell you from a house hand, he was a real killer against our team. I mean, I think it was game two with that wicked backhand, one hand goal. I mean, I think he's pulled it off twice now. But moving on, they also p- p- picked up uh, Dan Vladar, who could be a decent backup, and Nikita D- Zadorov, who I think he is very good. He's not too, too good offensively, but he has very good defensive numbers, so I think he could be a great bottom pair uh, D-man for that team. Now, they did lose Mark Giordano this offseason, and this is where the question of where the Flames, where that new leadership of the Flames is going to come from. Is it going to be the encore of the Mathis Chucks, or is it going to be the Monahan's and Goudreaux? Um And not only did you lose the leadership of Mark Giordano here, you also lost the top 15 defender in the league, which I mean that's going to be tough to replace on its own. So we'll see how the Flames can cope with that uh, while also losing a leader, and that that's going to be where the team's going to have to show some resilience from losing. They're captain in an expansion draft. They're gonna have to show that they have, they're gonna have to prove that they have the leadership in the room to be able to be playoff contenders and maybe even cup contenders. They also lost Derek Ryan and Josh Lievo. They're both fourth line contributors, in my opinion, so not two big losses. But the final question I want to leave you guys off with here is the Flames will likely make the playoffs in a weak Pacific division. I mean they have the talent, they have the skill. But the question is, as I've been saying throughout this entire season preview, will they be able to do anything in them? And that's the question that the Sabers, ma- that the sorry, the Flames management is gonna have to answer as they progress through the season. Is if do they think that this is the core to do it, or do they think that they have to maybe pick up some outside pieces? Um, and yeah, I'll be very interested to see where the Flames go this year and. Yeah, good luck all Flames fans. Um, Yeah, so I think that's all for this episode. Uh, I believe, as I said at the start, I have a weekly preview, whatever I call it, episode coming out today. And yeah, so that's about all. And yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thanks to Zalorn for the music, and you can follow us at Pass on Twitter or at the underscore Chip Pass on Instagram. That's at Pass Chip on Twitter and at the underscore Chip Pass on Instagram. Have a great day, everyone.